This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hey guys, it's Carly. I'm coming to you from my home in Nashville. And it's Jade here, and I'm here in my home in Southern California. How are you doing out there, Jade? You know, we're just rolling with the punches right now. Um, it's finally <laughs> nice. I know that like people always think that Southern California is really nice all the time, but the weather now is finally like really warming up. So we're getting outside more. We bought a playhouse for Emmy that Tanner is supposed to be putting together. It's a <laughs> slow burn with that. Oh my goodness. It's uh-huh. so funny. He is he hates projects like this. And I just should have just like bought one that somehow was assembled. Um, I don't I I I give it give it 10 years, guys, and then I may be done. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? So we bought Bella one that looks pretty similar to yours. I saw um for for Christmas and my brother and his fiance ended up putting it together. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. There was one day that like, gosh, what was Evan even doing? I don't even know what he was doing. And my brother's like, well, I guess I'll just put it together. And Sarah's like, okay, I'll help. And so they put it together. It took him a while. It took him probably like two hours, but it's act- we've put it inside. It's not, a- it's not an outside one, um, mostly because I just didn't want it to get spiders in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it, it did take, I mean, it took a while. It's like, it's not an easy put together by any means. Those things... I mean, they're so cute, but they take a while. I actually saw in our Mommy's Tell All podcast group the other day, someone had my exact um, playhouse and they did like an upgrade on it and they painted it white and like made it so cute. And so now all I keep thinking is like, oh, I need to like do a fixer upper. See, that's that's what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's like my Pinterest goal dreams during this quarantine. So I don't know if you knew like the mess with it, but I ordered this playhouse like five weeks before it came and they sent us a shelf instead and so then it was really yeah they sent us the totally wrong product and then it was really hard because of quarantine and everywhere and all the situations like the customer service was like being really difficult and saying that like we had to like print out a a label we don't have a printer here so we're like well we're not gonna we don't have anywhere to go to go print this and there's and all this stuff we're like we need you to just come and pick it up so finally like they decided to do that and they got it and they brought it and they brought us the right one but it, the right one showed up damaged oh so now no. it's, yeah so now there's like pieces that are damaged too but we're still like trying to put it together but my whole goal was like i'm gonna have all this like time to do something fun and creative <laughs> i'm gonna put this yeah. playhouse together i'm gonna paint it and put like cute little like you know, like boxes in the front with flowers and, you know, all this stuff. And I feel like I'm just going to have to be the person that puts it together myself, which has happened before with these projects. You're going to. I put together. It's like Ikea. Oh, no. Emmy's at the door. (laughs) But I put together product. (laughs) I put together projects like this before by myself. We had a kid's picnic table and a kid's like day bed that was supposed to be for outside oh for lounging that I ended up putting together. So it, it'll probably gosh, be me. I have put a lot of Ikea furniture together by myself. <laughs> that wasn't fun. So you're prepped for this. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't do anything with this. I I sat down and probably had a glass of wine. My, my brother was putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> but man, the, they end up being so cute though. Even if you don't like revamp them they're still so cute and yours is 
really cute. It's like a pretty color wood. Yeah, the wood's it's already like a lighter wood than mine. Yeah, the wood's already really pretty. It's stained, so it wouldn't look bad if we kept it the same color. But I still just wanted like something creative to work on. Right. But well, one day, like when it's together, you can do it. Like yeah, but now it's like maybe you two say, "Hey, in. I'll give you if you get half of it done today, I'll give you a BJ." <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he probably good idea. No, good, not a good idea. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I mean, not. isn't it sad when you have to like start like making deals? And you're like, yes, hey, listen, because someone should just put it together. <laughs> well, I always thought like it would be something that he might enjoy. Like he gets to go sit out in the sun. He gets to like do things with his hands. He gets like, you know, time away from the kids and gets to like, yeah, pu- keep, you know, your brain has to like start working in different ways to put something together. So I was like, this might right. be something that he'll like feel good about doing. The whole time he's out there, all he does is complain. So and yeah, just like I he hates it. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that makes me sad. Because you're right. Like that would logically make sense for a guy to like want to get his hands dirty and like build something that's like rugged. Or even I enjoy that stuff. Rugged. Even I enjoy that yeah. sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm like doing something that's like different like I'm getting I'm working and like seeing something being accomplished and I'm putting something together and my hard work yeah. is gonna and like the, and it's amazing he's not like that Tanner would Tanner would much rather be like he's like his personality is like the type that's like let me lay down on this chase while you fan me with palm leaves and feed me grapes that's Tanner like it's all it's day so every funny. day Evan has Evan has both because he would a hundred percent he hired someone to like put together Charlie's crib <laughs> <laughs> but he also like built a fence yesterday. So like, I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's a, like a toss up of what, what you get with him on the daily. It's like, you don't know who's it going to be today. Like the, the, the farm hand or like the couch potato. I don't know. Who yeah, knows? I know. Only him. Yeah. Who knows though? You never know. But you know, as yeah. long as like, and whatever makes you feel like you're creative in whatever way. But like you, for you, it's like your show tunes on Instagram. I feel like that's kind of been your way of being able to express yourself during this time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's it's so hard, though. I feel like the only time that I even have to do that now, I'm, I feel rushed because it's usually Evan will go, OK, I'm going to, you know, take the kids on a walk because we have we finally got a double stroller. And, he, you know, he strolls him around for 15 minutes and I'm like trying to work in a song really fast. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's fun to do, but I don't know. I just lately I've just kind of felt like rushed doing it, especially with Bella being sick. I didn't have time really. I haven't sang in like seven years. So it's it's fun to be able to do that and like post. It's almost like a vulnerable thing to like post that now because I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't done this in so long. Uh. So yeah. I've just started having a glass of wine before and then I don't look at it. I just <laughs> sing the song. I cut the part that I'm like, this is the part that I should post because it has to be like a, a minute. And then I just post it like I don't listen to it. Because if I listen to it, I'll just pick myself. Yeah, you'll up, critique like, it. Pick myself apart. So yeah. I just have to be like, I'm just going to do it and put it out there and it's OK. Do you so think you'll yeah, continue doing this like once life goes back to whatever the new normal will be after this? But you, do you think you'll once life's normal, do you think you'll continue doing it? I think so. Like my I really wanted to like I told you um, I had like already planned voice lessons in 
um, New York. It was going to be like my, you know, every two or three months I was going to head up there and like have a voice lesson or two and like go see a show and kind of just get myself like back into the musical theater world because I just, I love it and I haven't done it in so long and I just want to be like a part of that again. And so I think that, I think it's good for me to even sit in my house and sing things again because it gets my voice back in shape. 2020 was going to be my year of like singing again. So I don't really know where singing is going to lead me or if it even will. I think I'll probably continue it and just who knows, maybe I'll just get my voice back in shape and I'll be like crushing the songs in a couple months. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll get voice lessons and then I'll just like have major upgrades on on how I'm even recording the videos or something. Who knows? Hopefully I have like a creative like light bulb that goes over my head that will make it even better, more fun or something. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, you have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. And then eventually, you know, it turns into whatever it is. You never know what road it may lead you down. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I'm not putting any expectations or anything on it. Just kind of doing it for fun and to get my voice back in shape. That's awesome. Do you miss concerts at all? Like that's something that I was really looking forward to this summer was going to a bunch of concerts, especially outdoor so concerts. So is Evan. You and Evan are like more like concert musicaholics. Than oh my me. gosh. Like I, I'd rather I, go to a musical than a concert. Really? Oh, I live for, yeah. I live for live music. Like the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, I like a couple months ago was looking at their schedule for the summer and like picking out like which ones I wanted to show Tanner and see if we could go to any of them. And it's just like something that I'm so bummed about that I'm like, that may not be a reality. And just like how summer might feel different without that. And so that's one thing that I wonder about when that's all going to start to be normal again. It's so weird to think about like our favorite, like our our singers that we know so well, like have all the tours are canceled. Like, what are they going to do? Hopefully they're all just working on new music and like being creative as well right now. But it's, it's such a weird thing to think about. Even my, um, one of my friends, Rachel, who, gosh, she's been, you know, I used to sing in shows with her. Her boyfriend plays, uh, drums for a country music singer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's not even going to go on tour. Like, what's he going to do? Cause now like, gosh, everybody, is everybody's out of work. All the musicians, like it's not just the singer, it's the band. It's, you know, it's a, people in the studio that are creating the music. It's the production company. And the think two, about like on the tour, tours, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the lighting, the sound, the, you know, God, everybody, it's crazy. I mean, there are, there's so many people out of work and you hope, you know, I hope these people, you know, had savings or, you know, invested or something like how, I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to get money to survive? Like, I know that it's just, it's just a really strange time. What do they do? What's everybody doing? Hopefully we can get some answers today because that's kind of a great lead into our guest. Yes. We have uh, our good friend, Jason Tardick on uh, to talk about what he's doing right now with his restart web series. We're going to bring Jason in next, but first. Jason, welcome to Mommy's Tell All. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? We're good. good. How are you doing? Good. We are we are holding up in uh, in this hunkered down quarantine. You guys, you guys doing well yourself? 
Oh yeah. Well, every day is a new day, you know, We're, we are surviving. <laughs> yes. That's a good answer. Staying sane and surviving. I like that. Yeah. And Carly, I love your Broadway uh, covers you're doing. Those are awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like such a nerd, but it's just something fun to do. You're singing too. Oh, you know, I'd have fun with it. But my, my brother actually owns a uh, marketing agency for all um, Broadway shows and stuff. So, no way. Like oh our, yeah. So our family is like, you know, we're all into Broadway. So my brother and his husband's song is uh, Suddenly Seymour. So you and Evan made our family group chat the other day with your Suddenly Seymour cover. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. You know what's so funny is that was Jade's request. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'll have to send you one yeah, of my brother and his husband doing it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. I freaking love that song. So I, I love your brother now. Jade and I had this New York City trip planned where we were going to go to Broadway shows. And then this happened. And now it's sad. I have to what create a- Broadway shows for myself. <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. Bring it on. And that we, uh, what do they do? They call it um, Suddenly Seymour, Billy and Steven. And they do their own like rendition. It's hilarious. I'll, I'll send I it your way. You'll get a that. kick out of it. <laughs> you and Caitlin awesome. did um, Book of Mormon the other day. That was hilarious. Yeah, we did. We, we got a little uh, toasted up the other night. We covered a little Frank Sinatra, Book of Mormon. <laughs> yes. I think we did Alexander Hamilton, Little Mermaid. We got into it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so fun. That's the way to do it. You just get drunk and then you just go all out. You know what? In these times, you got to get creative, right? So we're just anything to stay entertained. (laughs) My my favorite ones are still when you guys do the Ross and Rachel. Oh my god, dying. She she fully produces those, and I just go with it. I just (laughs) I just go with it. (laughs) You make a great Ross though. Like you, like I feel like you're channeling him. You know what? So I, embarrassingly enough, and I know, uh, you know, I am uh, amongst the the few here, but I was never just like that into friends before meeting Caitlin. And quickly I had no choice but to be into friends and I started watching it. And it's, I mean, it's as good as everyone made it out to be. I just never got into it. It's hilarious. Evan's not into, he, he's only seen probably three episodes of friends ever. And they were with me. Yeah. I wonder what that is. I, I saw Evan at the gym, obviously pre-quarantine. Um, I didn't realize we go to the same gym, and I need Do to get you? one of Evan's shirt. Yeah, and we have this. He's got a shirt with his na- uh, face and name on it. I was like, "Where do I buy those?" Next time I come to the gym, I'm rocking one of these puppies. <laughs> oh my god, Evan is the most ridiculous. <laughs> he's awesome. How are your uh, puppies doing throughout all this? They're doing well. You know what? Um, honestly, March was just complete mayhem. It was a disaster because what we haven't had happened in March is we were getting our house done when March started. So we were in an Airbnb. And while that happened, oh, uh, Caitlin was in New York for work, got back from New York, and I went to New York for work. And while I was there, I was doing actually the, the Good Morning America show with Wells um, on the Strayhand show. And Caitlin calls me and she is just sick as a dog. Something hit her the minute she gets back from New York while everything's unfolding and all of her symptoms align with COVID. So I left right after the Good Morning America show, come back. She's sick for five days, temperature, she's got to cough, nothing is turning, uh, right? Like it's just, it's like, oh no. And this is early on in the process. This is like, this is like pre-Tom Hanks coming out COVID positive. That's how long ago this was. (laughs) And Mm. we didn't know what to do. So we, we eventually 
um, got her tested and, and found out that she was negative. But in the midst of all of that, the dogs had to go to the emergency room twice. Oh, so stop. it, yeah, it was just, you For know, I no, um, so because, so we rescued them through Bunny's Buddies and right. for those who just aren't familiar with that, it's an organization that saves dogs that are abandoned in South Korea because what happens in South Korea is when those dogs are found and abandoned, whether they've been abused or, or whatever, they'll actually go to a kill shelter and they have 10 oh. days to be rescued. And if they're not rescued within 10 days, they're sent to the slaughter farm. So this, uh, I know it's just like completely grotesque like with this so company. Horrible. Yeah, this non-for-profit rescues them. We rescued both of them. But as a result, they've obviously had some inherent issues. Just, you know, like their GI tracts aren't the same because they're eating stuff that was on the street. Sure. And right. they just had a bunch of like diarrhea and throwing up and dehydration. Mm. So had to go to the uh, emergency freaking uh, hospital twice. March was mayhem. But we're all good and healthy <sighs> now. <laughs> How have you guys done? Oh, well, nothing compared to that. We're just trying to do two kids and survive. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, no, <laughs> like that. I feel like we've been really fortunate during all of this. I mean, we're just, like you said, we're just hunkered down. We're just staying home and mm -hmm. trying to do our part and dealing with little kids uh, 24 seven, which isn't that different, but it is, a, you just can't go anywhere, you know? So you're just, we're just stuck in the house trying to keep our kids yeah. busy and trying to keep sane and trying not to uh, kill our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's you, have you and Caitlin been getting like along really well during this quarantine or are you both driving each other crazy? That's such a good question. So I think what's funny <laughs> is like, you know, I, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to answer that, but I just want to start off with this. What's funny is that if you think about it, like in The Bachelor, like the world we were all in, you're in this like concentrated, like microwave relationship, right? And then like, mm -hmm. I think about some friends that were on Big Brother, same thing. Like you're, you're on each other 24 seven. And those are things that we've kind of experienced in these weird worlds that we've lived in. But now people are experiencing it for the first time ever in their life. So it's an interesting correlation. Like people are like, how can you get to know someone in a month? Well, when you're with them 24 seven, like especially like big That's brother so and true. stuff, you get to know them real damn well, uh, you know, full circle. I would say, you know, for the quarantine for Caitlin and I, it started off, it started off like in the beginning, it was good. And then it got it just got uh, really challenging. Like we started realizing we were stepping on each other's toes, uh, and we were just kind of antagonizing one another. But I think what was good is like in that challenging state. I think you have like an option, and your option is you're going to continue to be kind of like a pain in the ass and 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 lead with your ego to win small battles, or you're just going to like be mature, sit down have a freaking cup of coffee and just really like iron out some of the issues. Like we're doing a lot yeah. of these little things that kind of jab at each other, but there's underlying issues there. And I think one mm. of the best things for quarantine is we, you know, had the maturity to sit down and have like a couple serious talks about like, Hey, so when you're doing this, where's it coming from? Cause I'm not, I'm not really understanding it. And I find it to be, you know, maybe it's offensive or rude or whatever. And like, it's amazing what a real open honest, like two hour conversation can do for a relationship. And honestly, since like that moment, everything is like pivoted in such an unbelievable direction. Like everything is going so well right now. Um, and I that think it's so a result mature. of that. 
Yeah, right. It takes. <laughs> trust me, my twenty five year old self. Jason. Yeah, I know. I'm getting old. That's how I know I'm in my thirties. <laughs> so it's been good so far. We've grown through it in like a really good way. Well, I do think that there's. You know, there's been sayings out there that there are blessings and there are like things that we can take away that are positive from this situation. So I do feel mm-hmm. like maybe that's something that you guys have learned. Maybe it's better communication that will you can apply to your relationship and grow as, as a couple. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I think just, you know, you guys are the same right way, right? Like you're traveling, there's a lot going on, different things. And when, you know, you're now confined in this short period, this short, small space in a short period of time, you have, I think, one of two issues, like either learn and grow together or, you know, lead with your ego, bicker and let things unravel. And, you know, fortunately, we've done the opposite of that, which has really, which has been great. That's really awesome. And the other day, Evan and I were having one of those chats and I was like, so what did you learn from this? Because we like came, (laughs) we were in a good place after the chat and he was like, then I need to talk more. And I was like, yes, because everything is so much better when you just open your mouth and talk, you know? Exactly. And I think what we do, like, I don't know, maybe it's a men thing, maybe it's a me thing, but you put up these guards kind of like what Evan's referring to. And I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm annoyed. I feel like my ego has been hit or that's rude. I just put up a wall and pretend like I don't have feelings. Like I just run away from it. Nope. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like ignore the situation. And at I'm the end that of the person. Day, like, what does that do? It does nothing. Right. It just, right. it just does nothing mm-hmm. productive. I'm that person just, like, too. stews until you boil. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So I don't think it's a good point, Jade. I don't think it's like a gender thing, right? It's just a personality trait. Like you, it's either yeah. how you are, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I don't like yelling and I don't like like fights that get big. And so, and yeah. Tanner does like Tanner likes to be like, all right, we're going to go rounds. Right. And I don't, I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm done. I don't want to say anything. I'm going, I'm going somewhere else. I'm shutting down. Like this is not my style. And then which is a, which is not healthy either, right? That's not communicate. That's that's creating a barrier of communication too. So, but I'm definitely that person. I'm that person that will be like, nope, wall up. Like, so that's I'm with that's, you. Yeah, I'm just like averse to conflict. I find like conflict is so unproductive and such a waste of energy. So I'm like, I don't want to engage in like just nonsense bullshit conflict. I'd rather not. Like, what's the real issue here, right? Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, and I, I think Caitlin likes a little go toe to toe. You know, she's like, let's go. <laughs> like, oh, let's, totally. Let's fucking, she's like, let's she's a little firecracker. <laughs> she's a firecracker. Yeah, she is. So uh, she, she's like the kind of girl who will always like, if she was a hockey player, she'd be the one that would start the fight. And I'm like, I'm not starting the fight, but if you're going to drag me into the fight, all right, come on. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, it's, but it's been, honestly, it's been, it's all been really good. And I think our relationship is stronger today than it's ever been, which is awesome. That's, That's awesome. so awesome. Yeah. Good things come from quarantine. Yeah. Jason, we need to take a break really quick. Okay, so let's talk about some quarantine issues that mm-hmm. are and besides relationship issues. So um, you have started this really awesome YouTube channel called Restart um, mm-hmm. with financial advice. And we have, you know, so many moms out there that are, you know, the government's giving, well, in the U.S., the government's giving people money. What do you do with that money? Some people are really scared. They don't have jobs. Some people are filing for unemployment. So, like, what... I don't even know really even where to start with this. Well, uh, that's a good question. Where do you even start with the financial situation right now? Like, what is your advice for people 
right yeah. now? So I think, uh, you know, high level, the, the idea of restart is like right now, the world we live in more than ever and looking forward, there's one consistency and it's change. Like change is happening by the minute, by the hour, by the day. And when change comes our way, we have like two ways of dealing with it. It's either going to be a deterrent to success. It's going to drag us down and beat us up. Or you can use change as like a launch pad to drive different opportunities and to better yourself. And I think mm-hmm. in this time, if you look at just the, the, the word restart, every single thing is re- like the world just hit restart. The economy hit restart. Unemployment um, traditions that we normally you know live by aren't going to be the same. Like there will be this new normal. And I think in summary, if like from a high level, it's time to look within and rethink the things you were doing. And I think if there's, there's the three areas that I really focus on are like, uh, professionally, like, where are you at with your career? Are you getting the most out of it? Are you satisfied? Are you asking for your raises as inflation increases? Are you considering uh, detours and other opportunities financially, right? Like in this time, we have a lot of empty time now, given the fact we're in quarantine. Are you doing a self-diagnostic of like where you are financially? Are you saving for your kids' uh, education? Do you have emergency funds? Like that could be a whole conversation. And I just think, like personally, are you working on, you know, from a personal standpoint, are you working on the the habits that you need to change? Are you working on the way you present yourself because that does impact some of the success? Are you working on your mental health, your physical health, balance health? So I think if I characterize it in three ways, like personally, financially, and professionally, like the whole world is really hitting restart. And this is a time to take some, you know, take some quality time, self-reflect and make sure you're in a better position um, coming out of quarantine than you are going into quarantine. That's really smart. I've always been so bad with money. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. money is a hard one. Like it's not something that we learn in high school. I will. I really wish that Mm. like there would be prep courses on how to be smart with your credit, how to Mm -hmm. handle your finances. Like those are things that we're not really taught. And then the world's like, here, go an adult now, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of like what the, what the premise is. It's like, these are the things that you need to know. We're doing a lot of tutorials and career conversations on YouTube, but the tutorials are based around like, here are the things that you need to know that just weren't taught in class, you know, that will put mm-hmm. you in a better position. Yeah. The other day you had, you were talking about how you saved, it was like an, a huge sum of money by calling like, you were calling what your phone company or cable mm-hmm. company something and you saved like hundreds or thousands of dollars or something ridiculous. Yeah. So, so that's what, a good one. What so did that, you do? <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's a good one. So, um, especially think about like all of the, 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 a lot of your demographic and, and moms and, and parents at home. Um, this is such a great time to reassess all your expenses. Like it's, it's go into your fixed expenses, your credit card statements, go into your bank accounts and look at what you are spending money on. And this is also a really good time to, um, one, see the value that you're receiving within the businesses and vendors that you're paying and, and two, renegotiating. So, um, we sat down and we went through, we had in five phone calls and one email, we saved over $9,000. And the That's idea, that, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And the three examples, the people that we called, um, 
One was a wireless provider. Another one was a credit card company. Another one was auto insurance, a gym. And then um, for, you know, we live in the suburbs of Nashville, Nashville, but one of my buddies just lost his job in New York City and we called his landlord. And in each of those situations, we were able to uh, negotiate and restructure exists like what our existing payments are and what the rent is going to be for what period of time. And as a result, saved, um, saved over $9,000 in doing so. So it's amazing what companies today will do for you if you're asking. But the biggest lesson to take away from the whole thing is not $1 would have been saved if we didn't you know, negotiate and ask in the right manner. No one is proactively going to call Jason and say, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to take this money off your uh, next payment. Cause you're, you know, that's just not kind of how it's going to work. Right. So how do you <laughs> even start that conversation? So let's say I'm calling AT&T. Yep. How do you even start the conversation of hello, Mr. AT&T man? Save me money. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. So I think it's, you have to like customize it and tailor the message to like you and what's going on. But in a, in a high level, like discussion, what we did in almost every instance is we first, we build rapport, right? Like treat people the way you want to be treated and talk to them with respect. You'd be absolutely shocked at the way people in customer service roles are being talked to right now. It's, it's honestly, it's repulsive. So one builds rapport and talk to a human like a human should be talked to. I mean, come on, have respect. The second thing is, is demonstrate, in my opinion, is like demonstrate your credibility and not only your credibility, but the value you've added. So I think in a really good example of doing this for the landlord, my buddy is paying $3,500 a month. So we talked to uh, my first question, how long have you lived there? Have you ever made a late payment? Never made a li- mm-hmm. late payment. I've lived there six years. Okay. You've given this guy about 250 a year. Of your money for rent. So start the conversation. Lived here for six years. I've had a, a payment every month. It's never been late. You know, we summed the total. I think it was, I think based on the days he was there, it was like $243,000, $242,000. Um, circumstances have changed. I'm currently furloughed. They won't change for long. I will be reemployed. And on top of that, I'm going to re sign with you. Is there any way what we did was from demonstrating value, then we had a prepared ask can we get 75%? off um, rent until I'm employed. Landlord came back. I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate the way you articulated this message. I can't do 75%. Will you meet me in the middle at 50%? And he said that that's much appreciated. So $17.50 a month through August, he saved one phone call. And that was one phone call on email. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyone listening, I think what you do is make a list of all your expenses See if given the current circumstances, you're getting the value out of those companies based on you know the fact that we really can't do anything, and just call and explain what your personal situation is. The fact that you'll you intend to use them again once life gets back to normal, but if there's anything they can do for you at this time, and you'll be amazed at the money you could save. That's so smart. I know a lot of people are probably spending their stimulus checks on food, just given mm-hmm. the bleakness of financial situations and unemployment. But from a financial advisor point of view, what should people be doing with their stimulus checks? Yeah. So I think this goes, this is like a, another larger issue at table. And right now there are, uh, Okay, so this is a crazy thing to think about. 40% of Americans right now do not have $1,000 in cash if they had an immediate emergency. 
So right now oh I have an immediate emergency. I need a thousand dollars to pay for it. 40% of Americans do not have the cash available to do it. So I think the larger issue becomes spending, budgeting, investing. And I think if you're given 12, you know, of course, everyone has expenses. You have to take care of what matters most, right? And what matters most is the roof over your head and the food that you're eating. And like those are, that's really the priority. Priorities have shifted. So right now you have to live. So that's first thing. The second thing is I think you have to manage debt. But some of the other things is if you do come into the stimulus and you have a little bit of money saved up and you can afford your shelter and prepare food and water and everything you need to survive, there is like this very, very important thing called compounding interest. And compounding interest is just the thought that you will make interest off the interest you have already made. And it's a very easy way of growing wealth quicker. So one of the things um, I thought would be appropriate talking on this podcast is like as you're saving for your college's, your your son's, let's say, wealth, or son or daughter's um, education, excuse me. If you take, I just want to give a scenario of compounding interest. If you take a thousand dollars and just put it in some type of investment vehicle that earns uh, about 9% or so. So you take $1,000, put it in an investment vehicle, it earns 9%. And if you just put the first of the month, 100 bucks in this account every month, by this time, and that's assuming your son or daughter is born today, 1000 bucks, $100 a month, every first of the month, 9% interest, that $1,000 is going to grow to $59,000. Right. Yeah. So that in 18 years, by the time they're 18. So um, and if you have stimulus check and you have an ability to, to put some of it aside, um, the, the whole strategy of compound interest can change your life and build wealth over time. That's amazing. I know yeah. I've, I've thought so much about, you know, Evan and I started last year trying to make doing different investments, but I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we really need to think about, you know, Bella's future and Charlie's future. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so little, (laughs) but really, (laughs) you know, if you do have a hundred extra dollars, like in the long run, it's going to be so much more. So if you can, it's almost just like a hundred dollars is still a lot of money, but you know, starting small, it ends up being so big. You know what I mean? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And I think I think the biggest takeaway from what you're saying there, it's like behaviors, right? So it, even if $100 does not fit your scenario, even if it's $10, if it's $5, just the behavior right. of knowing every first of the month, I'm going to put it away. It's going to be in some type of vehicle. It's going to earn interest and grow for my son or daughter. Um, it's just so important. We look at the, the numbers in student debt in this country are crazy. It is... trillion of student debt Americans hold right now. And that is amongst 44 million Americans. So the the burden has become so much. So anything, uh, you know, uh, that you can do or that your your husband or your partner, whoever can do to help uh, in that scenario for uh, debt burden is, I just think it's really important. I think that's amazing because I think about my dad. My dad's in his 50s and he's still paying his student debt loans. Um, he mm-hmm. went to grad school, but he they're a burden to him. I, I, I sense it when he talks about like finances. Like that's something that like he really, I know would love to eliminate, but he struggles with. So it's just like mm-hmm. nice to know 
when I think about the future of my children and what I want for them, that I have resources and advice. I'm like, I don't want them to live with that, you know? So thank you for sharing that. That's actually really insightful. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, my pleasure. What made you go into finance? Yeah, that's a good question. This is, um, so my grandfather was always like an educator and he uh, was an oral surgeon. And I'll never forget when I was 16, he kind of sat me down and talked to me about the fact he had this financial advisor. And his rule about his financial advisor, he goes, my financial advisor always told me when to buy and never told me when to sell. And I started to realize, (laughs) I started to realize that when I would buy, he would earn commissions. But when I was selling and taking money off the table, he wasn't making money. So he took a massive, massive exit uh, transaction cost. So he paid, I had to pay a ton of money to get his money out from his financial advisor. And he Mm. taught himself how to advise his own wealth. And that was at 16. And he sat me down and walked me through what he did and how he did it. And I just thought um, that was always fascinating. So I took the career track of um, corporate banking, where you get to consult with different business owners of all different industries. And then the, the crazy part of this whole journey is I... And, and with this platform, I'm, I'm now learning there is a gap in some of the stuff you talked about, just like the basics that we have to know, you know, and um, we, pri- we prioritize so much effort and energy in places that isn't really, you know, uh, self-helping us. And I feel like this is one area that could really change people's lives quickly. The other day, I downloaded an app that it like connects to your bank account and it shows you like all of the... Uh, like when your payments are coming up and like what what you're paying, like it categorizes things into like, you know, fitness or like hotels or travel or whatever. Do you use one of those? <laughs> or do you tell people to use one of those? Yeah, for sure. So there are, there's a bunch of those now. So uh, Mint is a really good one. Uh, there's one called Betterment. They, they're one of the first people to the market. And then there's another one called Personal Cap. And essentially, it's exactly what you said. Like a lot of people don't know how to budget. So if you don't know how to budget, that's fine. There's apps that'll do it. Like you said, they'll do it for you. You load Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure those apps are secure. The three I just mentioned are, but it loads all your uh, bank accounts and it will give you daily, weekly, monthly cash flows. So it will tell you, hey, this is how much is coming in. This is how much is going out. You're at the end of the day spending more than you make. Like readjust your spending. And um, yeah, those are apps I'd recommend anyone and everyone to look into. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. And then when I did it the other day, I was like, I realized that I had been paying for <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> I haven't I had <laughs> been paying for it for, <laughs> for like four years. <laughs> that yeah. I hadn't gone to <laughs> <laughs> albeit it was planet fitness and it was like i think like 12.99 a month or something from a really okay. long time ago but i was like oh my gosh that adds up and how did i not know i was still paying for that that's so sad and carly go to the gym <laughs> <laughs> i love it you hit on something really important though though that is like when people are telling me like budgeting expenses the easiest thing anyone could do is go look at any subscriptions you have. You could do it on the ones that you have on your phone and reoccurring expenses. Like those models for businesses are so successful because of what just happened to you. You forget about it. You know it's reoccurring and they know the money's coming in. Like go look at any subscription service you have and reconsider it. Other than Netflix, I think everything could be uh, rediscussed at this point. Man, that's such great advice. Because seriously, I mean, sometimes you just don't know 
Because it just some some of the things just go on a credit card. So you're just paying it all the time. And then you're like, you pay off your credit card, but you don't have the breakdown of exactly what's coming out. And you could have signed up for Oprah Magazine a really long time ago and not known. For sure. Yeah. Is this exactly. another personal experience, Carly? No, <laughs> but I actually <laughs> need Oprah to Magazine up was for very Oprah specific. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just thinking I need to re-sign up for that because I don't know what happened to my own magazine subscription and I would like that back. Because <laughs> like, those are the subscriptions I don't have that I need now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oprah, if you're listening. <laughs> oh I gosh, love it. Another one they tell you about with subscriptions is like if you're in your emails and you notice that you're a sucker for like clickbait and buying and purchasing like impulsively, they will, a yes. uh, suggestion is to unsubscribe to all these mm. like, you know that you fall for these emails, right? I do it all the time. Golf Galaxy, 40% off, boom, clicked it today. Like unsubscribe so you're not putting yourself in that position to impulse shop. Mm, yeah. That is so smart and that is so me. I'm the worst. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Like, oh, Spanx leggings are having a sale. Yes, this is a personal one. I did buy some Spanx leggings. <laughs> and I wouldn't have done it had it not been an email. <laughs> you're on sale. <laughs> I love it. That's oh. awesome. So Jason, a lot of our listeners are newly married couples or they're couples mm-hmm. that are just starting out together. They're wanting to start a life. They want, they're wanting to have children. What kind of advice could you give them? Gotcha. I think that's that's the thing about finances is it carries into almost every aspect of our life. And then it bleeds sometimes into relationships. And I think that like having financial open conversations within marriages and couples is just so important. And the reason I think it's important is because it's one of the leading reasons not to be kind of like, uh, you know, the grim keeper here, but it's one of the leading reasons of, of divorce is um, mm-hmm. financial burden and, and lack of communication. So And in my opinion, I think the biggest thing is uh, expectations, like that everyone has a clear understanding of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And I think as long as that, you know, both relationships, I just have clear understanding of, hey, this is together. This is what we have coming in. This is what we can afford. I understand you, you know, we both have to do things to make us happy and, and, and have expenses allocated to that. But there just has to be an understanding and clear, like set in stone rules and expectations because surprises are really which, which just destroy relationships. When you have no idea about a credit card and it comes in the mail and the other partner opens it and sees the balance of $10,000, I've seen those scenarios. It gets ugly. Um, so just, again, open communication and clear expectations of what is and isn't acceptable. You know, it's funny because Evan and I, went into our relationship and we really didn't talk about finances at all, at all. Mm -hmm. And then when we started going to like marriage counseling, that's something we started talking about. And now we talk about it, you know, all the time. But I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so eye opening. Like, why didn't we talk about this from the beginning? We could have avoided so many like fights and we could have avoided so much confusion if we had right. just been open with each other from the beginning. But I just, I never asked about finances because, you know, from like my dad was such an entrepreneur and, and he, you know, he always made things work and we always had money. It was not something that we ever asked about because we didn't know if we were going to, you know, how much money we were going to have that month. So we just didn't really mm-hmm. talk about it in our house. So asking, you know, my husband, like, hey, I know that we just met on The Bachelor, but how much money do you have was something I was like, I'm not going to ask that. That's so weird. And so I just right. continued to not ask for years. 
And then I was like, right. okay, so maybe we should like talk about this now. And <laughs> I mean, it's it, seriously, everyone just needs to start from square one and talk about it. Well, I think that there can be a lot of shame and stigma that people feel like if they have bad credit or if they don't have savings Mm -hmm. or they do have a lot of student debt or any kind of debt, you know, it's hard. That's hard. That's a hard conversation to have, period, because Mm -hmm. you don't want to feel shame, you know, shamed about it. And it's it's kind of hard to be honest. Yeah, I think it's really tough. And but the one thing is like, I I do not I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I always have there's like a a personal Jason and business Jason and personal Jason and business Jason are completely different. But if I put my business Jason hat on, when you do get married, you know, if I'm just talking business, it is a it's a legal and financial partnership, right? So mm-hmm. like it is, it's a contractual legal and financial partnership. So those are the things that, you know, before you get into any type of legal and financial partnership, I think you just have to have those types of conversations. And I think yeah, the other that's thing that's true. so important is like, it shouldn't matter who makes more money and no one should be in a relationship that, or they should work on a relationship. If one partner is utilizing that leverage as a source of power, because that is only one small piece of a partnership. Right. And, um, you know, just another point to highlight, man, Jason, you have given us amazing advice. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I, like my brain is just spinning now. I'm like, ooh, all the ways I can improve my finances right now are <laughs> incredible. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can um, people find your YouTube channel and uh, find you on Instagram and all of the places? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I'll, I'll end that last comment too, that, you know, when Caitlin and I get to the point that we have a kid and I need some parenting and, and mommy lessons, I'm coming back on this and you, I'm not yes. talking, I'm listening to everything yes. you guys can give me as a significant other and I will need it. <laughs> so, yes, we will do that. For sure. Um, so that being said, yeah, so we have a YouTube channel. It's a restart with Jason Tardick. Uh, anyone out there, if you subscribe, that would be amazing. We also have an Instagram that's restart underscore reset. And then my Instagram is Jason underscore Tartik. And, um, we just started doing uh, one-on-one consulting too. So if any of the things that, uh, yeah, we discussed today, you need more attention, you know, on my website, jasontartik.com, you can book a a one-on-one consulting session. So amazing. Thank you so so much much. for coming on. Yes, guys. Thanks for having me. Stay, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Give, uh, Tanner and Evan, all my best, and um, we'll talk soon. Give Sounds Caitlin good. Thank you. Us. Yeah, tell tell Caitlin hi. For sure, we'll do. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, bye. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys learned as much as we did. He was so insightful. Oh my gosh, this was an amazing episode. I learned so much. You guys, please tell a friend about Mommy's Tell All. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps other moms find the show. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks again. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 